the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Wow. Coming to you live from inside the Hulkbuster armor. Whoa, smells weird in here. It's crowded. It's a little crowded. It's hard to take off their shoes. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's like corn chips in here. Um, We should maybe just open it or get out of here. Open a window? The helmet part. Oh. (laughs) This is the Worldview Media Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Runyon. Somewhere in studio with me is my co-host, Joyce Runyon. Hello. Hello. (laughs) She says she's falling. We have the entire Worldview Media Podcast team on hand. Podcast cast. That's Carmen. Hello. Hi. That's Jordan. Hello. Hello. And that over there is Reagan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Worldview Media Podcast coming at you on Reconstructionist Radio Network. Your one-stop shop for all your dominionizing needs. Mm. Uh, get it out of the way. We are the yes. most awesome award-winning podcast that has never won an award. All right. That's quite a distinction to have. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't win an Oscar for for what? many years. I don't know. I'm not like for that anything. crazy of him, but just saying. We're on a similar level. Well, but he did win now, though, so he's... Well, it took him a while. He's so much better than we are. Ah. What was the award for the iCarly thing? <laughs> the, oh. the Webby? The, the iWebby? The Webby oh, Awards. There, they had to go to, like, Tokyo or something to oh, get it. that was crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. We have the Potty Awards. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we have. <laughs> We've already talked about the potties. Yeah. Everybody knows that we're on top of the potties. <laughs> 
Y'all make that sound like it's not good. <laughs> no, it, it's what it is. Potty is short for podcasting. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> what did you think it was for? <laughs> just, just clearing it up so everybody just knows. Just clearing the air about the potty. <laughs> <laughs> Get stuffy inside the armor. <laughs> All right. If you couldn't guess... From the introduction and from <laughs> all of the craziness, we're here to talk about Avengers Infinity Wars. Infinity. Is it Infinity War or Infinity Wars? War. 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 They're what not is it in good the wars. For? <laughs> 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 Absolutely. We haven't found anything yet. All right, so a lot of hype on this movie, a lot of anticipation. A lot of people. A lot of people in the movie, involved in the movie. Yeah, yeah lots of stuff about how are they going to fit all these characters in there. Seamlessly. <laughs> and so let's go around and just kind of talk about how you felt about it. Give it a letter grade. Talk about your feelings. A. Mm. How this left you. Why not? All right, I'll go throw ahead. It in a. Go ahead. Five stars. Um, a five stars. A five stars. Ten out of ten. What'd you? One hundred percent. Is it your favorite movie ever? No. <laughs> what is your favorite movie ever? I don't have one. I don't think. Oh, okay. Not Titanic. No, definitely not. She hates <laughs> <laughs> Can't pick a favorite, but if I had to pick a worse. <laughs> I thought uh, this one was really fun, though, and um, different. Definitely not predictable, I'd say. It was surprising to you? Surprising to me. Left me in shock. Left me shook. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the movie? <laughs> yes. Um, it didn't leave me shook. Didn't leave you shook. Yeah. I was sh- shook it. I was real shook. You were real shook. Yeah. Because of what? Because of well, what? Well, I don't want to say. It just was unexpected. It was unexpected. I just felt like it's not a resolve true. was never met. In Are a we way. doing any spoilers? Are we talking spoilers here? We're not saying nothing. We're I'm just not saying that she was shook. Yeah, I know, but through the rest of the podcast, are we going to worry about spoilers and stuff? Like that? I think we should be mindful. I think we're the only people that haven't seen it. Probably. Half, <laughs> half the sentient beings in the universe have already seen it. That's true. So. <laughs> okay, from this point, if you don't want spoilers, it's time listen, to turn off the podcast. It's time to go and listen to one of our other potty winning <laughs> podcasts. Podcast. Yeah. This is the only potty winning. We haven't finished it yet. How can it win a potty? No, like our. Our podcast. I don't think I ever got to finish my thought earlier. Well, go ahead. It was <laughs> well, you were stupid. I don't know if I did. I think I. I was when saying, the train stalls on the tracks, it's hard to get it going you again. You just say the train is stopped. No, I'm gonna try and restart. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's got something to say. Let her say it. Get the coal burning. We're starting the train again. Um, I think um, that the movie didn't resolve in a way that most superhero movies did, and so I was relying on it to do that, and when it didn't happen, I just was sad. (laughs) But I thought it was really good. Action-packed. Not a super happy ending. No, not a traditional ending. 
Yeah. All right. Well, Unless that's maybe fair. it was a DC movie, which they have some weird endings. Mm. Well. Yeah, DC does weird things. All right. But we're talking about the real universe. <laughs> Not the DC universe. All right, anyone else um, want to give your overall impressions? Yes, Mama, what do you say? I say it's your turn, Jordan. Uh, well, I thought it was good. I I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, I went into it not really sure what I was thinking I was going to get, but, like, feeling like I was mostly prepared for the worst to happen, and then, like, they just did the old switcheroo, <sighs> and <laughs> what I had, like, prepared myself for didn't happen, and, and everything that I had never even imagined did. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so. That's really true. Word. Um, so it was, it was, uh. <laughs> you were shook? <laughs> I was a little shook. But, uh, once it was over, I was like, glad that I had seen it and gotten it out of the way and I was like alright good now I can like think about it <laughs> and I have to see it a couple more times so I can think about it more Yeah. and then like uh, I don't know I haven't I haven't read like a ton of comic books in my life but I've read a couple and <laughs> watching <laughs> that makes me an authority <laughs> and, and, and I really felt like watching this movie at certain points it was. It really felt like watching a comic book in a way that I like kind of feel like. Novel. In a way that I kind of feel like other superhero movies haven't really had that for me so much, and I don't mm. know if it's just because of all of the different sort of uh, uh, franchises that are coming together and colliding in this one that it's mm. like mm. I can feel where okay, this is where we would have the the this is where that chapter is over time to get to this other people check in with them. And like, you can see, Oh, the arts change slightly or something, but it's all sort of cohesive. Mm -hmm. Like it's all in one comic thing. And so, I don't know. I, I thought that that was uh, really cool. It was, it was quite an experience for sure. Yeah. I, I'd have to agree with you for the, like the flow of it. Cause that's always the thing that you run into problems with, with these big, uh, you know, ensemble casts and the big multi-location yeah. thing, that that's, that's an issue. I mean, um, that's an issue even with, uh, I would even say the first Avengers movie, that that's a problem. Even though they're all kind of in the same place, it just feels very, like, rushed and jumbled and you don't have enough time with anything. Um, but for this movie, we went from uh, New York, we went to Wakanda, we went to a couple space. different spaceships, um, a couple different planets, you know, there was a lot of different things going on. There were, mm -hmm. uh, multiple flashbacks. There were like some dream sequency sort of things, you know, but there was a lot going on just, uh, scene wise. And I think it all balanced out really well and it worked together really well. And it wasn't weird seeing people. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't weird seeing people in different situations. Like, uh, when Thor and the guardians meet up there, they meet up. On Guardian turf. That's the set, the setting it's in. Mm -hmm. And Thor doesn't seem like super weird there. It's like, oh, there's Thor, you know, and he's still Thor. He doesn't have to like change super much, you know. <laughs> and when you get, uh, Tony Stark and Spider-Man on an alien planet and stuff, and they're fighting in all these old spaceships, you know, it's not super weird. 
to see them as like, oh yeah, that's that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, big credit to the to the cast and to the directors and stuff that this is a really uh, really well balanced movie. I don't think anybody was super out of character. You mm-hmm. know that it was just, uh, and that's another thing that happens. Yeah, the everybody meshed really well, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that you came in and then all of a sudden this person was acting like a different person. It was overacting, mm-hmm. took the scene. Yeah, that everybody was still that character. Yeah. They were themselves, but not over the top. Or yeah. Nobody had to be put into a pocket to make make it better. So I, I thought they did really well with the ensemble bit. Well, I too liked it. it it's, a, it's not your typical superhero movie that I think everybody's gotten used to with Marvel. And so that's a little bit um, different. And as you've seen each of these movies on their own with the Guardians and with Thor and with Iron Man and with the Black Panther, I was a little concerned, okay, how do you bring all these people together because they're really different? You know, Captain America, all these people. And they really did a, a good job with that. They, uh, everybody worked together well, even you know, having to introduce themselves to say, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm going to kill you. Well, first, let me kill this one. What do you mean you're here to kill this person? That's who we're here to kill. And so, you know, even people not knowing who was who, they still were true to their characters. And then they're like, oh, well, then we can be friends because we're doing the same thing. And so it it worked, which this was a huge undertaking with just all of the characters and, um, it was good. Surprising, but good. Yeah, and I, I know that it had kind of been an issue for some uh, audience members, I guess, I don't know, some people who have seen the movie, that it wasn't super focused on, like, the Avengers, and there was, didn't get a lot of screen time, um, collectively even, but how it was more focused on Thanos. But I actually think that was smarter, because... They were able to tell a story instead of trying to fit everybody in and just, like, show the world that they could fit everyone in a movie and give them well, all. Well, but Thanos really was the uniting yeah. theme and for I don't all think of the that heroes to come together. And I don't think that would have been able to come across if they had focused more on... A character. Captain America. Yeah. I love the guy, but, you know. <laughs> well, who doesn't love the Who Captain? doesn't love the guy? Captain America. So you're saying <laughs> maybe one of the reasons that succeeded as well as it did is because they didn't fall into the trap of saying okay we just had 10 seconds of Captain America and now let's have 10 seconds of Iron Man and then 10 seconds of Thor. The franchise trap. What they really did was focus more on telling a story. Yeah. Well isn't that what it should be about? And they picked a definite main character too like Greg was saying that that's another issue with ensemble movies is that everybody's the main character you know so there's like so many people running around like that's a huge list of people to try and have be the main character but uh, I think if you were going to pick a main character for this movie it would probably have to be uh, Thanos yeah you know like Greg was saying and that, that really does help because you have you know you have a story you have a person you have an arc well, they've been building up to this villain for so long, so long that, like, 
that I feel like it's justified to have so much time spent on him just so that like the audience can really get the payoff from all of this buildup. Like well, we need to be able to. And he's been a character in a lot of the other movies as it's, as it's been developed. So he's not just somebody brand new on the scene. You know, we, we met him unknowingly in the first Avengers, right? Because yeah. he was the one that sent all those things in Guardians of the Galaxy. We've seen him in little cameos of the dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, I, I like that too, because the, the Infinity Stones have been around. In all of them. In all of them too. Yeah. So he's been, you know, there just as long as the stones. So it's not like all of a sudden here's all these new things, but yeah, you know, well, it's been intentional. Yeah. And I think you can see that it's been intentional from the beginning, you know, looking back that, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were always going towards somewhere, and it's not just, unfortunately, like some DC movies <laughs> where things just kind of spring up and uh, let's throw something together and call it good, and whatever happened before doesn't matter, and what happens after we can try again. And so, yeah, you know, they yeah. were very intentional. Yeah, it's been a long journey to and get it's to not this point. Completed yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're left hanging. Ooh, hanging. <laughs> better than some people all right what do you think uh i would give it an a it's not an a plus for me it's not the best superhero movie ever for me which is, is which is clearly uh the first blade <laughs> is he's a superhero <laughs> right. blade Best Blade movie. One and Blade Three. <laughs> we don't talk about Blade Two. <laughs> We've never talked about Blade One. <laughs> and so somewhere nice right at the top also is Howard the Duck. Oh. And then, and then probably like the first X Men. <laughs> I like the first Superman. The very first Superman. Yeah. The original. So no, I'm just kidding. My favorite, my favorite superhero movie is still Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I thought you were going to say Ghost Rider. Oh, Ghost Rider! Who can forget? Classic. Not Nick Cage. That's who can't forget. <laughs> it wasn't bad. That's what he sees when Ghost Rider looks. Well, I think eyes. I think it's maybe good to remember that. There have been some real stinker Marvel movies yeah. that have come out. And uh, so good for them that they seem to have kind of figured it out. And my my fear is that if it hasn't already done it, it's just going to become formulaic like the Star Wars franchise. And, cool. and if you like the formula, yeah. maybe that'll be okay for you. I think it's a you. little bit different. With the superheroes than with the Star Wars. Because there's a definite beginning and ending. Oh, I was going to I was gonna say, suggest because there's Source, characters that you can Source keep material. following. Yeah, I mean, there's only so yeah, much. Right. I mean, are you going to go back to where? How far yeah, forward right. are you well, going to go? And the other thing about the, like, this is my, my nerdy wisdom and stuff like that but if you want to if you want to look at kind of the the potential with this uh you just have to look at Thor you know that he has and even in these movies that you see like different kind of Thors 
that you have the original Thor who's very like, you know, sort of, oh, I'm Thor, blah, and it's very, you know, regal, and mm-hmm. then it gets more, uh, it's progressively gotten more like kind of like cheesy and stuff like that, <laughs> and just more like chill, and uh, he still has those parts of him that are like the big, you know, kingly Thor, but yeah. then he's also this... You know, just goofball. He's this dude, you know. So it's he's a pirate angel, pirate angel baby. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a yes. lot of potential, um, just within just within a character. Well, and there's still stuff going on with yeah. his story. You know, yeah. is is this can't be the end of Thor's story? Yeah. So. <clears throat> All right. Well. So we're all agreed that we thought it was pretty awesome and basically lived up to expectations, right? Yeah. Yes and no. It was more than you thought it was going to be. It was, uh... <laughs> it was definitely better than I was thinking it I was could worried. have been. Yeah, I was a little bit worried. I was worried to go in and watch it because thinking about it and how the arcs have gone, everything, like Mom said, everything is built up to this movie for so long. Right. You know... That if this movie didn't deliver, it would be such a massive letdown. Yeah, it would be such a massive letdown for everything that they've done. And then how do you move forward from? Because this is the stop into what is it now? Phase like four, four or something like that. So after this, this is a whole new, whole new world after this movie. And if this stop was bad, then yeah. then what happens to the rest of it? Yeah. Well, but. Again, seriously thinking about where they wanted to go and how they were going to get there is huge. So many franchises don't think about that. And again, with DC, (laughs) you see that they're just, they scramble to throw something together. And if they would just take some time and think about these things and what is the story they want to tell, they would be so much better at doing that. Yeah, I tend to agree. All right, we're going to run out of time here on the old podcast. Okay, well, thanks for listening. So we're gonna, Part one. <laughs> we're going to stop, take a break, and come back and do the more worldview things that won us all the awards. All right. <laughs> all the bodies. <laughs> oh, the awards. <laughs> <laughs> we can snap our fingers and win half of all the awards. <laughs> all right, see ya. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.
I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, I'm using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. And we're back. Reconstructionist Radio, dominionizing the heck out of the movies. Woo! Half the movies. <laughs> Couple three. <laughs> and so we're here to talk about <laughs> thematic content and what sort of messages are being preached, what sort of worldview issues are happening being discussed in this movie and I think I've noticed it's not going to be a big shock the Russo brothers are a lot less flaming liberal than you wind up with a lot of movie makers you know they've kind of turned Captain America into Captain Libertarian (laughs) which is fine with me but I mean that's that's not a typical Hollywood move you know so I like their, I like a lot of their choices. But let's go around. What sort of important issues did you see raised in this movie? Anybody got anything? I know Reagan had something. Yeah, I did. I just don't want to sound dumb. Do it. Just don't sound do dumb. It. Share your heart. Edit me out if I sound stupid. <laughs> so um, I noticed a lot throughout the movie that. Well, the whole thing is about the stones and how they control all these different aspects of reality, reality and the way that the world and universe work. And they're supposed to be the epitome of of power, right? But, like, three different times. Well, I don't know. A couple different times. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had characters talking about there being something else, something more, and something higher than that. Like, um, okay, so Thor talks about how he's he's having a conversation with Rocket, and he's talking about all of the people that he's fought in the past, and he's um, explaining <laughs> that he's never died, and the reason why is because fate wants him to live and survive. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. And how everybody else is dying. And how everybody else is dying, you know. But uh, he's survived because he's meant to survive. Like, something is watching out. Anyway, so there's he's that. God. There's that one. And then um, <laughs> Gamora is talking to Thanos yes. uh, on a planet. Yeah. <laughs> and In a pivotal what scene. What is that place called? It's a very pivotal scene. Uh, I don't pay Vormir. much attention. Vormir. Because it always sounds like Somebody else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they're on this planet, and um, he's. Thanos has just found out that he has to give, like, do a sacrifice. I don't know. I don't want to spoil the whole thing. Anyways, so Gamora tells him that. uh, She laughs at him. She laughs at him. That's what she does. She laughs at him. And she's like, You asked the universe for. The universe is judging you, is what she says. And she said that he asked it for a prize, and the universe said no. Um, <laughs> and then he gets it anyway. And then he, he gets it anyway. But I don't know. I just think it's interesting because there's... Thanos kind of talked about fate maybe ruling things too, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there's always mention... Well, throughout the movie, there's mention of like something bigger than these stones and something um, 
kind of overarching, kind of right. controlling events. Yeah, yeah. That's more than you know these all powerful stones. Well, that's that fate or fortune or whatever you is you you want to call it. That's not something that's represented by an infinity stone. That there's not. An oh, element. There's not a fate stone. Yeah, there's not a fate stone or like a, a luck stone or something, a probability stone. <laughs> you know, whatever it is you want to call it, there's not one of those. That you have a time and uh, like spirit and stuff like that, but you soul. don't have soul, you know, but you don't the have. Intellect, right? Wisdom. Yeah, mind, mind, power, mind. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so you have. You have all of these other things kind of represented, but you don't have anything for... For chance? Destiny or anything for like random that. random bad things that happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, it kind of reminds me a little bit of how in a lot of pagan mythology, like I believe the Greeks uh, specifically, above the gods they had or more powerful than the gods. They have the titans. And, and uh, it just seems like in a lot of pagan myth, there's there's always somebody higher. There's Something always above. somebody more important. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and really, I think that in our culture, you hear this quite a lot. People talking about the universe as if it's an entity that makes decisions. Have you heard people talk like that? Yeah. That this is what the universe wants? Or <laughs> They're sending good vibes into the universe. <laughs> right. Hoping yeah. that the universe will send them back. Yeah. And, right. And and really, that's very pagan. That's just the deification of the creature. Uh, turning the creature into, the, into a deity. So the universe becomes this... Uh, all-powerful deciding force that really doesn't have a personality. There's really no way of knowing what the universe wants and all that. So it's really, it's really very pagan. But it's interesting that you have these characters that have these tremendous amounts of power who realize that they're not, they're, they're not, not the, the top. top of the stack. Yeah. Hmm. All right, any other worldview sorts of issues? Well, I think the obvious one is uh, Thanos' whole deal about... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) About uh, resources and population control and how do you handle things when it's going to go south. Finite, yeah, everything's finite, except for the universe. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what's going to be good for the most people and and yeah. what's an acceptable amount of, like, sacrifice to make. And I think you see that sort of, uh... <laughs> it's extreme. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's very extreme. Yeah, so Thanos basically operates with a 1970s liberal view applied to the entire universe, where... The issue that we is that we have too many people and not enough resources. And if we could just control the population, everything would be better. And so Thanos is actually going to depopulate the whole universe for the we sake have. of at least half. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's, for resources. That's a weird thing to me. Like that. Obviously, that kind of made me mad because I was like, you know, I can understand if you want to just go out and wipe out people. 
Yeah. And that, that's kind of weird okay. to train you. But I can understand that. You're like, you know what? I want to conquer these planets. You know, I have respect for like, uh, we've been watching that Krypton series <laughs> yeah. where Brainiac just goes and he just picks a planet. He says, you know so what? He takes it all. I'm going to take it all. And he just destroys it. And you, you know? say, well, I guess if you can, it's like, okay. then... <laughs> Why not? That galaxy eater guy, you know, yeah. from the Fantastic Four, he just goes, eats a planet. Okay, done, yeah. you know, isn't that the same guy? No, no, Galactus is in uh, Krypton is Brainiac, but they're the same. No, no, um, so, <laughs> no. not in this. So, uh, for Thanos to come up and say, you know, just half is good. I'm. I'm doing this for the good of everybody, and I'm just going to get rid of half of the people, and, you know, that they're going to cry for now. He literally says somewhere, oh, they're going to cry for now, but, you know... In, You'll thank me later. Yeah, give me, like, a, a year, two years, five years, something like that, and they'll yeah. be singing my praises. And that made me mad. <laughs> I was like, no! Um, because that's... Uh, and, you know, they, his justification is that I'm not doing it out of malicious uh, senses, and I'm... Uh, you know, it's completely random. Yeah. You know, and you see it on a Gamora's planet that they literally do. They split them up just kind of randomly. They throw one over here, one over here, and then they gun down half of them. Um, I think they gun down both sides, but... <laughs> no, they, it did. It had just one side of people, but they had the other side stand there and watch them kill the other half. Um, and that, that frustrated me a lot because I think that's kind of a... Maybe not to that extent, but I think there are people that would say... You know, there are people that we don't need. We don't need, yeah. you know. Um, and that that's kind of a... I think that's a worldview issue because, um, you know, we're supposed to see all people as being created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a... Yeah, that that's a devaluation of um, people. And I saw this joke, and it was, you know, it was a joke, and it was, you know, supposed to be funny, but... it. It, it kind of worked into it that if Thanos has these stones that he's able to create and destroy things however he wants to, that there's really nothing that says that he can't make more resources. If that's what he's concerned about. If that's what he's <laughs> yeah. concerned about. He could have gone on a different tack. Yeah, that yeah. he could have gathered up all these stones and been like, hey, we've doubled all of our resources, so we're fine now. Right. But instead he chooses to use that to, uh, to destroy people, you know, kind of arbitrarily. Because right. he thinks that's what needs to be happened. It's not... It's yeah. not something that's actually an issue. It's, it was an issue on his planet, and so now that's going to be everybody else's problem because Thanos had an yeah. issue. Right. Um, so that that kind of that kind of gotcha. got me a little bit. I was like, ah. <laughs> um, uh, another thing that I thought was really um, kind of uh, worth mentioning is that they talked about love mm. a lot in yeah. this movie. They did. Um, and there were different types of love that were shown in this movie. Um, you know, that there's kind of uh, the sibling love between Gamora and uh, Nebula. Well, even with Thor and Loki. Thor and Loki, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these are siblings. Both both of those sets of siblings have, you know, kind of famously in the series. In the not franchise, gotten along so well. Not gotten along. Multi- yeah. Multiple tribes tried to kill each other. And in the... At the moment of, you know, you're, you're in danger, you know, coming through for the other person to their own, uh, detriment. Yeah. You know, um, and then Gamora and Peter, uh, you know, the Quill. Mm-hmm. Peter Quill, yes, yeah. Star Lord, that they have to talk about, you know, if Thanos gets me, then you have to kill me. And he tries to, you yeah. know, he does pull the trigger on her. 
Um, but there's the reality stream. Yeah, that didn't work out. And then um, kind of parental love as well between, uh, I'd say, first Gamora and um, Thanos. But then you could also kind of suggest in Peter... Parker and uh, Iron, Man. Iron Man and Rocket and Groot. Yeah, and Rocket, Rocket and, Groot. and Groot as well. But there's there's multiple sure layers of love. Um, I think the biggest discussion of that happens with uh, Gamora and yeah Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, that she you know she accuses him correctly that you know he's kind of twisted her and messed her up. Kind of a terrible person. He's terrible. Which I just ranted about that he's a terrible person. Um, but it's then a little psycho. Thanos comes back well, with that, well, you know, I made you... The most... Yeah, that you wouldn't be yeah. who you are if I hadn't, you know, if without I hadn't me stepped done in. this. Yeah. yeah. And that at the the pivotal scene that Reagan talks about is that his sacrifice that he's supposed to make is he has to give up... Something he loves. Something he loves. And so while Gamora's laughing at him, he's like, oh, you don't love anything, stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Thanos starts crying. And the Red Skull, who is there, where did he come from? Because, <laughs> you know, the Red Skull the is there. How you doing, yeah, man? Gamora's like, look at you crying and stuff like that. And he says, you know, he's not crying for himself. For himself. And that kind of got me. Because I was like, ah, because, you know. Yeah. Um. And well, and I think people do tend to have a, a warped view of what love is. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Yeah, obviously, Thanos' view of love was warped. Uh, it was good enough to get the job done, apparently. <laughs> but uh, I just noticed, like Carmen was saying, how frustrating it was that his line was, y'all will thank me later, those of you who sur- who survived. It was really kind of a twist in a, in a twisted way. He felt like he was serving life in the universe. Mm-hmm. He was a servant, in his view. Yeah, he was just he was just he the was only one, one that was strong it. enough and had a strong enough will to do the things that needed to be done. So his was a service based authority, <laughs> <laughs> according to himself, his own mind. Uh, you know, like bossy people who, well, that's how I serve is by bossing people around since I'm the boss. So I boss and that's me serving you. <laughs> and then you do what I say and that's how you serve me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my service is that I put you under me. And that's our mutual submission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> it's all working in harmony. Uh any other worldview issues come out of here? Uh, well, kind of the opposite of this of the Thanos thing. I kind of feel like is the stance that the Avengers take about Vision, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, whether or not it would be right to What's the best yeah how to how to handle his the world? situation, <laughs> yeah. And and Steve says, you know, we don't trade lives for another life. Like we shouldn't have to. That's not how we deal with. <laughs> they stuff. don't deal with things in a Vulcan manner. The needs right. of the man. that it's that it that it shouldn't have to be okay if we just kill this one person, then we don't have to kill this other person. Like you know, yeah. So that they're not willing to make the same kind of sacrifices that Thanos is willing to make, and that that in the end is what makes them like the heroes 
because they're recognizing the value in even this robot man who, you know, they all saw... Just came out of just nowhere. Yeah. came from, like, a computer program a couple years ago, mm -hmm. you know, so... And that is why they lost. Well, <laughs> it's, it's super frustrating, too, because I've been thinking about it. That Well, if they just broken the stone before he got the time stone and all that stuff. But the thing is, eventually, you get the time stone anyway. You just go back however long it takes, you know. Until you get the Until you get the stone unbroken. and you're fine. Yeah, that time stone is a big cheat. <sighs> it's a huge cheat. Time travel but is generally a cheat. Stories. Hopefully, theories. If theories pan out, the you're time wanting cheat. the Avengers to cheat a little yeah. too. If the theories pan out, the time cheat should play on the other side the next time. You so gotta get the stone. That's the only way. Right, all the yeah. all the dissolved folks have to come back. Sometime. For sure. Speaking yeah, of really dissolved gotta. folks, <laughs> well, uh, before we move on from this, and Jordan made a good point. That is a worldview issue, and I want to talk more about it, mm -hmm. but. If y'all listening, if you haven't, if you're not familiar, find the American Vision page and... Unrelated to the Avengers Vision. Right. Find the American Vision page and find the article that was recently published by friend of the podcast, Susanna Roundtree. Hi. Susan? Susanna. Now that I'm talking about her, I don't remember... <laughs> Look up the last name. <laughs> Roundtree. That's <S> right. Roundtree. <laughs> uh, she did a really great review of this movie and really went in depth on worldview issues yeah. and especially talking about how what's at stake here is the is the balance, the philosophical problem of dealing with the one versus the many, mm -hmm. and are the many more important than the one or is the one more important than the many? And, and, and talking about the Avengers' solution to that and how they refuse to commit murder in order to save the many, but the heroes are always willing to sacrifice themselves mm -hmm. for the many. Sure. And that Christianity is the basis of that kind of thinking. So anyway, find that. Find Susanna's article at American Vision. It's a good read. You read it too? Yeah. Uh, it made me feel like, man, after that, we don't have anything to say on our stupid show. <laughs> How <laughs> will we keep our bodies? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, if you can't read, then the podcast is a great option. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't read, problems reading. This is at your level. Rule for people who can't read good. Learn how to do other stuff good. Yeah. We are the resource for the illiterate. <laughs> if somehow you got on a computer, <laughs> you found us. Uh, let's talk about that just a little bit, though. Uh, when I was in the Navy, one of the things they did, and I don't know why they did it, but I had to go to this training where it was almost like worldview training, but they were trying to deconstruct everybody's worldviews, and I'm not sure why that was. I wasn't saved at the time, so I wasn't paying much attention, but I think about it. And one of the things that they did was they split us up into small groups and gave us these impossible scenarios like... Uh, you're in a shipwreck and you have a life raft that can save six people, but there's 12 people that 
need to be saved, and now it's up to you to decide who gets to live and who doesn't. And so they have descriptions of all these people, and and now you have to decide who's more important and who's not and stuff. Have you done stuff like that? I've played those games, and I don't like them. No. Well, I, they come with an agenda, and a lot of the time the agenda is to get you to buy into the idea that... Uh, whatever works for you is probably the best thing that you should do. Another way that this works out, uh, I think there was a Liam Neeson movie. What was it called? The Passenger, The Commuter? Or, oh, yeah. And so we didn't the see commuter, it. I think. We didn't see it, but it seemed like the, from the trailer, the premise was that here's a guy and bad guys are now forcing him to it looks like bad guys are forcing him to commit murder, and they're the way they're doing that is they're threatening somebody that he loves. Uh-huh. They're going to kill somebody he loves if he doesn't commit murder while he's on the train. What do you do in a situation like that? That's one of the types of things that you'll get in these games of these deconstruction uh, scenarios. Do you give up the one in order to save half the people on the planet? Do you murder the one in order to save a whole bunch of people? And, and the temptation in those situations is to do the math and say, well, yeah, one's better than, you know, four billion or whatever. And But in Christian ethics, the math never comes into play, you know, thou shalt not commit murder is always thou shalt not commit murder. <laughs> and so if somebody's threatening to kill your family member unless you shoot the president or something like that, the answer is I'm not going to shoot the president. What you do with my family member, you know, I'm going to try my best to stop you, but uh, ultimately that's kind of between you and God, and I trust God to take care of that. And so I'm not going to violate the law of God for the sake of hoping that good will come out of it. And that's kind of the way I felt like the Avengers were faced with a decision similar to that. Shall we kill this guy in the hopes that that will stop the villain? Well, I think it's with that, I think the reason that we come up with so many of the uh, Hollywood movies where the hero tries to kill somebody, you know, like with the Liam Neeson movies where he has to go and uh, hunt down whoever it is, that uh, the reason that that trope kind of shows up so much that, you know, kill or have somebody be killed is that uh, there is the lack of Christian Christianity in uh, kind of pop culture. Because, you know, you can tell a Christian that, but to tell a non-Christian, you know, do this kind of math, that they don't have that assurance at the end that there's going to be justice served. Right. So I think that's why that's a popular sort of trope that you see a lot in uh, secular media. Sure. Because without that assurance at the end of the road, you know, there's really well, nothing the to The real say. issue yeah. is that our own systems of justice are flawed. Yeah. And they don't provide justice. So it's hard to believe that justice is a real concept that will happen. Mm. Yeah. 
All right. Any other thematic things, worldview things? Well, again, in this movie, there's the the question of who's your master. Yeah. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah. kind of surfaced a little bit. Well, they say it too, like even explicitly. Yeah. 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 And yeah. even the Star Lord, who was on Earth for a short while, <laughs> went to vacation Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> Must have done. Well, he was in Missouri. So now he's got no excuse. Well, yeah, and and that we've said that a lot. That you're there's no neutrality. You're either going to serve Jesus or you're going to serve somebody else. Yeah, but nobody, people don't address it. Who's your master? Well. Right. I am master of my domain. I'm the captain of my own salvation. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. the one in charge. What do you mean who's my master? Right. So, and we were talking about dissolving people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't help but kind of relate it to uh, dispensationalism. <laughs> oh, wow. So half of them were getting raptured? Is that... Well, half of them are leaving. Half of them are left with something that doesn't look so good. And it's all going downhill. So, do you want to leave? Do you want to stay? I don't know. Mom wins. <laughs> so, your bumper sticker says, in case of Thanos, this car will be uninhabited. <laughs> I don't know which is the better way. Uh, hard I to was, say. Can we we'll put, a, put a spoiler on this? I was super, like, thrown, like Jordan said. Everybody who I thought was going to die lived. <laughs> like, I was I was ready for but so much. So much. And then, and then, <laughs> and then it was all flipped upside down. The I'm upside down. Upside down. Let's <laughs> take a minute to sit right there. Tell you how happy Avengers has appeared. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, at the end, then let's uh, let's play a game. Go around real quick. Okay. Oh, snap! Don't I'll, take a long I'm time rolling. thinking about this. <laughs> rapid fire. Yeah, it's My a rapid fire, fire game. Now you have to give an answer. Right. The Russo brothers have apparently said that in the next movie, only two of the original Avengers live at the end of this story, and the rest will not n- not live. So, what's your vote on who the two surviving Avengers will be when the Infinity War story is and The complete? Avengers are. Well, well, the original six is what they said. Two of, so, Iron Man, I Thor, think there Captain America, Hawkeye, Hulk, Black Widow. Black, Black Widow. Widow. Oh, my goodness. Four? Did you say four? Yeah. I said Iron Man, Thor, Captain, Captain America, America, Hawkeye, Hulk, Black Widow. Okay. Oh, Thor two are. and Black Widow. Thor and Black Widow is Reagan's I, vote. I kind of feel the same way. I kind of agree. Thor and Black Widow. Really? That's what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. Amazing. <sighs> What's the reason for Black Widow? I just feel it. Yeah, I, I just feel like that's. <laughs> I just feel it. I just feel like that's gonna happen. I don't know why. You just yeah, said, don't, I said think don't, about don't it too talk much. about it, and, and now I'm like. <laughs> Oh really? No, Defend no, yourself. <laughs> the longer you you go around, I think. Come on, rapid fire! No time for thinking. I th- I, I want to say they all die. Actually, I I would go I would go with that that they all die. Um, but if I had to pick two to live, then I'd say that they'd let uh, Hawkeye 
and I, I guess I'm gonna say Hulk. Hawkeye and Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Hulk. I gotta go with Thor. Thor and. And. It's just all sad. <laughs> I'll just stay with Thor, and then I'll be prepared. <laughs> I want Thor to make it, but I don't. I don't I feel like I don't know how. But I'm in this movie, he really was like. Yeah. A big, big deal. He wasn't yeah. the god of hammers. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Thor was so great in this whole movie. He was. He was really good. I I really do like Thor. I've liked him from the start. He's been great this whole time. Since Thor. Like his screwball sort of self yeah. that he is that's hinted at in those first movies and yeah. just sort of developed and oh, I'm so happy. And that reminds me about something else too. When he's talking to the sweet rabbit and <laughs> saying about, you know, I have nothing left to lose, so I have to do this. Because I've lost everything already. Oh, uh-huh. So what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, so what do I have to lose? Right. And uh, I think I just heard a sermon about From something some like that. weirdo some guy. Some guy, <laughs> you know. Who could I don't that know. be? Yeah. Is that somewhere? The Where's sermon I? was about Thor? Yes. Well, okay. about, uh, about <laughs> how when, you, when you're not afraid of losing anything, that can make you more bold. Kind of dangerous. Yeah. And dangerous. Yeah. Just like dangerous. how Thor... Is able to withstand the himself. full force of a star. <laughs> when you have nothing to lose, like, then not? you have just everything to gain. Oh, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Ooh, where's the high five? I can feel it. There we go. That was not that was good. Uh, oh, oh come on. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's high 22. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. I like him. I like Thor a lot going back to but he's... The, unless something crazy happens, which I've heard theories that something crazy happens, he's he's the last. He's the last as guardian. That there's no more. There's no more people. There's no more Loki for him to fight against. There's no more Heimdall. But half of his people made it out on escape ships, little escape pods. Yeah. What does that? What does that mean, really? <laughs> because oh, come back. Oh, he kills come half back. of them, and then he gets the glove. That doesn't mean the glove doesn't isn't like oh the Asgardians they already got rid of half. Well, of there's them. just half of the half. So well, my two. Did you name two? Thor and. I'm saying it's going to be Hulk and Hawkeye. Mom just said, said Thor. I just said oh, Thor. Okay. I believe it's going to be Hulk because. What is his deal anyway? This is just monetary. <laughs> the Hulk storyline hit a new level in this movie. Mm. You know, the character is going but, through some stuff that's unexpected. Yeah, yeah, but he's also doing this with other. Superheroes. It's not. Yeah, but I'm saying where Hulk is experiencing things he's never experienced. Right. And I, it just makes me feel like his storyline can't be done. And so, and I think that Mark Ruffalo is so good as Bruce Banner That's, and, and yeah, the CGI yeah. with him as the Hulk is better now than it's ever been. And I suspect that Marvel really does want to make a good Hulk movie, which they haven't yet done. And so I think he's got to live. And then my other guess, my other guess is Hawkeye, just because I feel like they can can get rid of everybody else. Yeah. See, and I've heard the Hulk thing is kind of with that, that, because we know 
we know it's inevitable that we're probably going to lose Captain America and Iron Man here shortly. Yeah. Regardless. They're just aging out. Yeah. yeah. And their contracts are up. Contracts are up unless they kind of renegotiate everything. There has been no renegotiation. Yeah. Well, so as far as we know. doesn't Tony need to marry Pepper, Pepper you know that and move on with his it's, life? It's time for his, you know, he said that he's been haunted by Thanos for how long? You know, yep. that it's time for him to be able to kind of shut that down and move on and live you know, the rest of his life. Um, and the same with Captain America, that those characters kind of deserve a little bit of a rest. But Ooh. Iron Man is... Tony Stark is not going to be able to just give up being Iron Man. He's not going to just walk away from that. He I can't. think he's going to have to die. They're dying yeah. off. That's what I'm thinking. He's got to die. So <gasps> It's the only way for him it's to the not... only. We just talked about this. We can't say it. <laughs> it's the only way for his story to conclude it has to be his death it can't be he just decides to retire because that it just it can't be it's that. not well, believable I can't expect that I'm not saying he ha- like he has to die but like he goes off Pepper like shuts it down and you know you just see like Tony Stark stuff coming up he never just actually like shows up anymore he's just kind of the, the I feel person. like he has to die either totally separated from any Iron Man technology, or he has to completely dissolve his humanity into some technology for the sake of delivering a final blow or something like I that. Hope, I hope he doesn't do that. I really, I really like the Tony Stark character, so I'm either way. I'm not happy about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. All right, we've done this long enough. It's time for us to be done. Oh. Oh. Um. Alright then. So, we hated this movie. Don't go see it. Yeah, <laughs> it. Break your heart and watch it every day. <laughs> <laughs> buy it and don't watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> Alright, y'all. Next time. Until then, go out and dominionize. Amen. Bye. See y'all. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.